Welcome, everyone, to today's Daily Directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. We believe God's story, as told through the Old and New Testaments of the Bible. We also believe our lives are a story that matters. When we begin to see the very real places where God's story and our stories intersect, we unlock wonder, worship, and a hope that communicates truly good news. Every day, we desire to turn our focus, our faces, our eyes, our hearts toward the God that our souls love. We choose to seek first the kingdom of heaven and believe the promise that our physical and emotional needs will be met by God. Our God is Father, Provider, Deliverer, Friend, Advocate, Anchor, Redeemer, Leader, and Guide. He graciously walks beside us every step of every day. He is our true north, our bright morning star, a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. Well, thanks for joining us this week on day two. I have John Horsley here with me again, and we are still in the book of James. We're in chapter four, and we'll be reading verses one through ten one more time. Today, John will be reading it in the New International Version. Okay, so um, James chapter four, title starts with Submit Yourself to God. Yeah, starting with verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. All right, so where is your attention or your curiosity drawn today? So today, um, we look at the idea of jealousy. Mm, okay, uh, that's right. a confusing one. Okay. Uh, right, so, or do you think the scripture says without reason, he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in you? That a lot of times we think this word jealousy is, is a bad thing. Right. 
because the scripture does tell us that, you know, that um, jealousy can be bad. Well, it reminds me of that covetousness, right? We, I think we interchange those words in English. We think we're jealous of something someone has, which actually is coveting. Right. And then we attach it to that do not covet, right? So in that space, it would be sin. Yep. But what do you think this one actually means? But in this one, um, God is talking about his jealousy for us. And this is a deep relationship type of jealousy and that is that um, that I do not want this relationship to separate I want it to stay together and I want I long for it to be pure and good and holy and righteous that is why I created man yeah right so it just reminds me of the covenant you were talking about yesterday so it's that piece of God wants the covenant to remain intact Right on both right. sides for us right. to stay faithful to it. So is the spirit that it says he yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in us? Is that our spirit? Is that who we are and our life, or is that the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you know, and this is this is a um, scripture that we see interpreted both ways. In different versions, we see it interpreted interpreted as the Holy Spirit. In other versions. We see it interpreted as our own spirit. I think they both apply okay. in this one, right? That that he created us and he desires for our spirit to be one with his spirit. And so there is this jealousy for the creation that he, that he has made and that he wants it to be pure in the way that he really created us to become. But on the other side of that, he is also talking about the Holy Spirit in us. And that we shouldn't, I think um, we talked earlier about this, that we should, it shouldn't be wasted. It shouldn't be um, treated as nothing. That Yeah, it's a precious gift. It's a precious gift, yes. That, it draws my thinking towards the idea of true communion with God, maybe even communion with a, another person, being in the same time, in the same space, fully present together, where you have this overlap of, beings. We have the Holy Spirit within us when we are part of the family of God, when we have declared Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. That's the deposit that's been put into us, that it's something that God has has gifted us with, that he's there and present. And maybe it is really difficult for us sometimes, you know, as we become mature, to differentiate between what is our spirit, our life, and what is God's life, because it's his feeding life into us and Mm -hmm. it's him making us better and more and more who we are created to truly be when we're operating under that power of his spirit and yet we're still present always right so i grew up as a quaker and yes communion is what we're used to it in the kind of evangelical church of taking the bread and the juice but we were taught without those elements what is communion with god you, if you strip those away, the moment that we're trying to remember is that Jesus gave himself in order for us to be one with God again. Mm. That the veil was torn so that we could be not only inhabited by him, um, but present always with him. So really what we're going for is that very centeredness on my spirit aligned with your spirit. And that would be the oneness, I think, that is the faithfulness to the covenant 
that James is talking about or that Absolutely. you're talking about in terms of God is jealous for that. That's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for me. Right. And and jealousy also, though, includes the idea of he doesn't want anybody else to take that place. Yeah. Right? So he doesn't want us to wander away from him. He doesn't want us to give our attention and our purpose and our devotion to something else. Right. For two reasons. First of all, because it breaks that that relationship, that love relationship, but it is destructive to his creation. He knows that if we do that, it is destructive to us. Yeah. It's going to hurt us. It's going to break us down. It's going to draw us away from him. Um, and he doesn't want that either. So he wants that pure communion with him. And he doesn't want us to be destroyed destroyed and destructive and fall apart and and become um, miserable and all the things that come with following the world and following sin. So that's part of that friends with the world. Friendship with the world means enmity with God. And it also loops back around to thoughts yesterday about the Ten Commandments, I think. And it's, again, it's choosing something other than God. So that is idolatry. That is making another God of something or someone or anything, you know. It, it breaks us, it pulls us away. So in those ways, jealousy, the kind of jealousy that God has for us and what is best for us is a really positive thing. Yes. And because God is so jealous, he moves us into this idea of giving us more grace. Right? And, and um, sometimes people think this word means that he just looks over, our, looks over the top of all of our problems and just still loves us. That that is the grace. He just that overlooks he, it. He just, yeah. But that isn't the grace. Grace in itself in this Hebrew uh, or this um, Greek word means, grace means favor. That God gives us favor. And that favor is his divine influence upon our heart to change our life. That is really the, the, the deep definition of grace. And so when he when he. James is saying here, he gives more grace, he's going to continue to move into our hearts and call us back and bring us back even when we fail. Transformation. Because he's jealous for us. He wants us back, right? He wants us to come into that relationship and to to be in a place where it's good for us. So, So because of that, um, right? Um, he gives us this grace. That's beautiful. Are there any examples of jealousy being good in our lives? Is godly jealousy God's alone? Or are there ways that we're permitted to be jealous as well? Yes, and, and this is a very good question. I do believe that marriage was meant to bring forth on earth this this image of relationship between God and mankind that he he is you know he sent Jesus to become the bridegroom yes. and the church to be the bride and that there is this um, this example of a spiritual marriage and Jesus is jealous for his bride and I think that on earth the husband and wife relationship that there needs to be a godly jealousy in that as well because our marriage um so i'm thinking of me and my wife uh, angel our marriage makes us one it's a very 
good illustration of the father as one and that his church is to be one that he ties this all together into this 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 image that the marriage is an example of the relationship between God and his people mm-hmm. i should have the same amount of love for my wife that i am jealous for that love i'm jealous to keep that love to protect that love yeah. to make sure that that love is um, pure and um, that I don't go away or outside that mm-hmm. um, love um, with anybody else or anything else. That, that that marriage relationship should be a jealous relationship. That the jealousy actually keeps the covenant holy. That's right. Yeah. When it's godly jealousy, right? Yeah. Right. No, that's very helpful. We hope that it was helpful to you too for us to talk about this word that sometimes can be confusing. And we do pray that your time today with the Lord in the privacy of your life and your space is one that draws you into a place of true and pure and holy communion with him, that you are able to set aside things that are drawing you away, your attention or your heart, and that you're able to come back into alignment with his spirit in a really powerful way today. We will see you tomorrow.